I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Arab League leaders gathered in Baghdad today. Well, at least some of them did. Only 10 of the league's 22 heads of state turned up for the summit. Not exactly a vote of confidence in Iraq, as it hosts its first Arab League summit since Saddam Hussein's time. Reporter Jane Araf is in Baghdad and has been following today's events. Uh, The main subject as the summit got underway, Jane, was inevitably Iraq's neighbor Syria. What was discussed today? Essentially what they did at the end of the summit, and a summit really is probably a little bit more for show than substance, but they came up with something called the Baghdad Declaration, and part of that was an endorsement of the peace plan for Syria proposed by the Special Envoy for Syria from the UN, Kofi Annan. They called on Syria to implement the plan, and the Arab League Secretary General pointed out that it UN monitors. So essentially they're kicking the ball into Syria's court, and also passing it a little bit to the U.N. But again, it was really a parlor game of who was going to come, who was going to stay away, who was going to promise to come and not come, and who was going to finally sit in those seats, those 21 seats around that big table in this beautiful renovated palace. Well, why the low turnout, Jane? I mean, Jordan, Morocco, all the Gulf states except Kuwait stayed away. What's going on? You know, the Iraqis would say, and other diplomats say as well, that it actually isn't that low. Normally, Arab League summits get eight to 12 members, heads of state. They got nine. Okay, one of them was the Sudanese president, who has been wanted for war crimes in international courts. But still, they got nine. And significantly, they got the Kuwaiti emir, who came and embraced Prime Minister Nouri al-Maliki after 20 years of bitterness between the two countries. Now, the reason they didn't get more is because there's a lot of bitterness still in the Gulf over things going on currently in Iraq. That includes the Shia prime minister and what they see as the marginalization of Sunnis. So this summit was, as you say, somewhat put on for for show. Still, with regards to Syria, uh, the ball is now in Syria's court, uh, as you pointed out, with the Arab League saying you've got to comply with Kofi Annan's peace plan. So what's been the response from Syrian leader Bashar al-Assad to that? Well, he has said he accepted the plan. He has accepted the plan. But he said before that he's accepted various other plans and hasn't actually implemented them. So really, there's quite a lot of skepticism here still about whether he will do that. The problem is, if he doesn't implement them, what do you do next? Countries like Iraq, particularly Iraq, being Syria's neighbor and having ties, is terrified at the thought of foreign intervention, the thought being that that could actually send the country spiraling towards civil war. And it wouldn't just be civil war in Syria, as tragic as it's already been there. It would engulf the entire region. Also, Iran, of course, is a concern. Iran is a close ally to Syria. So this brings it out of the arena of usual problems in the Arab region into a potential absolute catastrophe. Reporter Jane Araf in Baghdad at the Arab League Summit. Thanks as always, Jane. Thank you, Marco.